smash, I'll pass. Hi, welcome back to my podcast. I'm Zoya, your host, and you're listening to The Black Sprout. This week, we're talking about the smasher pass. I'm sorry, I just had to. Um, I was watching a lot of TikToks. That's not uncommon. But I was watching a lot of TikToks and, you know, I was seeing a lot of these smashes or passes and everyone was talking about them. And I just was sitting there thinking about how no way on God's green earth could I ever put myself in one. And I was sort of like, well, well, why? And I was thinking about all the different reasons of why I wouldn't want to be in one. And I figured, you know what? Why not make a podcast? So let's kind of start with what is this smasher pass? Um, I think that most people do know what I'm talking about. But basically what happens is there's a lineup of, you know, girls or guys tends to be the opposite sex of whoever is going to be the chooser. And so you'll have a lineup of girls, for instance, and a guy will go through um, and they'll say whether they'd smash or pass each like woman that they see. And I always sit there and I've always, okay, growing up, I feel like I wouldn't have gone into it because I was like, oh, I'm not like the really pretty girl, yada, yada, yada. And like, that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not tea. It's just like, it was a fact, right? And so definitely growing up, I probably wouldn't have entered it because of just like fear of rejection. Um, I think I'll pass on that. But as I've gotten older, it's just been like more blatantly obvious to me that it is very demeaning. <laughs> it is demeaning. Have you seen the way or listened to the types of things they'll say about these women? And so often, you know, you were getting comments like, I don't know, you pick on these like insecurities and like these flaws of society, but it's like, that's a society standard, you know, that's a society ideal ideal of like what people are supposed to look like is not true and then you listen to how they talk about women and and honestly if you think about it from both sides if you're the one not being picked because of certain reasons like a lot of times these girls are like dark-skinned for instance not all of them but like there'll be like a girl who's dark-skinned in the mix and all of a sudden it's like you know I don't really date you know you're not really my type and you're like uh what about is not your type because the things you guys name off are characteristics that are found in people, not like a certain skin color. Or what happens is like, or what happens is you have people that are somehow the um, outlier of their group, right? So you'll have like dark skinned girls will be lined up or a one dark skinned girl in the lineup. And they'll be like, you know what, I don't normally date dark skins, but like, I would smash you what i i don't know if it's just me but the concept of that is just so demeaning and then the other question is just have you met every dark skin no like take a minute you've said that you just don't like a group of people and that's for all preferences you know people sit here and they sit in this like it's a preference it's a preference and a lot of people have racial biases a lot of people have racial biases a lot of people are fat phobic a lot of people you know are colorist a lot of people are all these different things and they hide it under the terms of it's just my opinion and I'm just having a preference and it's like no your preference sucks 
Your preference is prejudice, okay? Stop using the word preference and start putting in the word prejudice so we know who you are. I won't lie though. I actually love when people are very upfront about their preferences. Um, and in this time, I'll insert the word, word prejudice. I'm really happy sometimes because it's like, oh great, I can spot it out right away and you don't have to have the people who somehow feel like you're some outlier, like you're different than the rest. Oh my gosh, you speak so well. Is that because you assume that because I'm black, I'm not supposed to speak well? It's just very telling of your expectations of groups of people, you know? Or, you know, when people start to get to know you and there's like characteristics they realize that you have that they didn't expect that groups, people like you would have. I'm joking. I'm saying people like you. But you know what I mean? Like a gr- groups that the group you align with, they don't think that the community you're part of would like have that characteristics and you just kind of sit there and you're like this is a really awkward conversation because people do these things or people don't do these things not always like a race except for maybe the washing the leg thing because never in my life never in my life have I ever heard um somebody who's like black indigenous or like a person of color ever say to me that like they've never they don't wash their legs or that like they only wash their legs. Sorry, this just the whole concept is very perplexing to me, okay? They'll be like, oh, but because I went into the lake, like I don't have to shower. I don't I don't understand that. Or it really is the new, new to me. Oh, I don't wash my legs because the soap runs down from my upper body to clean clean my legs. And as I'm saying it, I feel like you can hear the disbelief in my voice because it's perplexing. It is very interesting. Like what? Anyway. And so with these smasher pass, I just find that they're very invasive. You know, when you're listening to, you know, I I just couldn't go on one. You have the whole world looking at you either get um, fetishized (laughs) <laughs> you know, because that's what also happens sometimes. You either have to have the whole world or whoever tunes into the video listen to you get fetishized and people pick out these like these like weird things or or even like, oh, you know, you chocolate queen. And for me, it's always just been a conversation, especially once I learned more about how black people were actually eaten during slavery times, like they would actually eat us. And so when I hear people refer to me, and obviously I understand that it's a compliment and I want to put that in quotes. I understand that we've seen it as a compliment and that people sit here and they're like, no, 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 I'm trying to be nice. But it's like my chocolate queen. Why am I food to you? Why, why am I food to you? Is, is, is chocolate the only brown color thing you know? I don't know. Even still, can you just compliment like, oh, wow, I I like the color of your skin or I like how clear your skin is or I like how you look. Sorry, I'm laughing because, um, you know, black don't crack. (laughs) I just think it's funny that people are always referring to you as food and then knowing that people used to eat you. And so I just find the whole concept to be invasive because not only Is it being publicly shared? Like that's the whole point to get streams, to get views, to get likes and to get the reposts and the shares and all that stuff. Like I understand that that's why people are doing it, but I find it very demeaning and invasive at the same time because it's like, okay, great if like people okay you, but then you have people debating in the comments whether or not you're a smash or a pass. 
People are debating in the comments if you're a smash or a pass. What? And then it just sits there and it promotes this colorism. And so colorism is kind of the concept um, that there's a hierarchy when it comes to skin tone. Um, so anything closest to white is right. <laughs> and um, obviously anything that is closest to dark and black isn't. And so, you know, what happens is you get comments about good hair or like you have good eyes. And those happen to be ones that are like of lighter complexion, lighter colors, lighter tones, looser curls, um, and it's just weird and it is fetishizing and it feeds into the whole white supremacy thing. Um, there, there's really no explanation for it. It just is what it is. And, and so you sit in these circles and people are talking and debating your worth. How demeaning is that? People are debating whether or not you, they should have an, an intimate relation. It's, ugh, I can't even sit here talking about it, even though this is literally the topic of my podcast this week. But no, I literally, I will just tell you the whole thing is a pass for me. The whole thing is a pass for me. When I think about the fact that like, I have to circle back, black people were eaten. I also feel like the part where, you know, uh, when it comes to like, the history and slavery and like all these different concepts that a lot of people don't know a lot of things, right? I remember this one time I had posted this. It was actually an article from The Guardian, but um, I follow The Guardian on Twitter. So I went through, I posted like the tweet of it. And I remember this girl messaged me back so fast and was like, oh my gosh, do you repost everything you see? Um, okay, <laughs> take a breath, babes. Second of all, don't you think that you should fact check before you come trying to fact check me? Anyway, the article from The Guardian was talking about how there was a time that black people weren't allowed to have like vanilla ice cream. And so it, it's so perplexing to a lot of people. As you can tell, that is my favorite um, <laughs> favorite word of the week or something. But anyway, uh, a lot of people find it very hard to understand how catastrophic, how horrifying, how horrible, how terrible racism was. You as a you weren't considered a person and they said, you know what? You're not allowed to have this white thing ice cream. You're not allowed to have vanilla ice cream because of the color of your skin. This is obviously a nuanced conversation and not every single person would have been affected by this law, but it was a law that was going on during the Jim Crow era in the South. And so just the concept that there was even a place or time that this was legal and allowed to happen is kind of crazy. And yes, I posted this on Instagram. And yes, you saw the post originally from a tweet that was a um was talking about an article from The Guardian. But it's like, wouldn't it like move you to go check for yourself to be like, wait, this claim seems so outlandish. Let me go check it instead of sitting there being like, babes, you must be wrong because it doesn't sound like something that sounds real. and It doesn't seem to be in any part of my understanding or history. People, and I get it, are just so uncomfortable with the realities of slavery and the impact that it has to this day that they'd rather think that you're wrong instead of saying like, oh my gosh, wow. 
wow, like I can't believe that there was a time that we allowed for these things to happen. What can I do to better educate myself instead of saying that, "Mm, you know what, I've never heard of this before because Newsflash School doesn't teach you everything. So I'm just going to say that you're wrong instead of figuring out the information myself. Can we not be lazy, people? Let's not be lazy. The Delectable Negro, Human Consumption and Homoeroticism Within U.S. Slave Culture. So basically, um, Woodard examines the sexual nature of documented instances of flesh eating and details the various manners of consumption whereby Black Americans were metaphorically or actually eaten. The concept is crazy. And so, yes, when I look at the Smasher Pass and I listen to people make comments about how delectable, how edible these Black women look, it's giving me slavery. It's giving me history. It's giving me a microaggression. It's giving me maybe we shouldn't make those types of comments. And more importantly, so many people sit and they're like, this isn't true. Like, what? What you're reaching? It wasn't even that bad. Mm, is it? Was it? It wasn't that bad. I mean, I know too that people do the Smasher Pass with like celebrities and stuff. And even though I still think it's like kind of weird, but like less weird because it's like, okay, like that's the nature of being a public face. And and I also understand that a lot of people choose to put themselves on these shows and these videos for clout or whatever reason that they do but I still think it's demeaning I still think that like we as like a group of people should just be like why are we entertained by this like genuinely sit there and think about it what about watching people be rejected publicly and humiliated and like dehumanized at times right because what often happens is if the girl says no to the guy like oh no I wouldn't have like sex with you it's like what and they like run through this list of like things that they should be okay with them and then they like often attack the other person's physical features and I just feel like at this point we should be at a point where we're like wait a second someone's physical features is something that they have little to no power control over and why is that our first like what do you why do you resort to that first you know your first thing is to insult a person in fact that's what one of my biggest issues with the whole like when somebody says like a slur and then they want to say like I didn't really know and it's like no but you knew well enough that that slur was offensive because in the heat of the moment when you were upset you called them that And so whether or not you understand the historical implications of some of the slurs or words you're using, and I'm not just talking about the N-word, like I'm talking about like any slur, hearing it is very jarring because it's like, no, you, but you wanted to express your dislike, disinterest, or irritation with somebody and you picked a slur to use. So there's no excuse for what you said. Because you intended to cause harm to the person you did. They just so happened to not be part of the community or like group you were talking about. But you still wanted to hurt them. What, like, why would you do that? Makes no sense to me. To me, a smasher pass is just very high school. Like, have you not 
moved past this? <laughs> Are you not grown? Are you proud of this? Is this something you're proud of? You are proud of going. You knew the concept of the video. You were either in the lineup or you were the one who got to choose. And you get to decide whether or not publicly you would have sexual relationships with the people in the lineup. I just don't understand what's appealing about the whole situation. It's very, it's giving very chills. It's giving, I want to throw up, I'm sick. You know, I'm watching, I watched one of the videos, obviously for research purposes. <laughs> and when I tell you the man was about turn around, give it, the whole thing is giving very objectifying. And I mean that in both ways, like whether you're objectifying the man, even though I don't, I don't feel too bad, but you're objectifying women. Turn around. Let me see from the back, like comments like that. You're a stranger to me. Yet you're referring to me in such a degrading, intimate way that doesn't seem right to me. It's such an odd, odd thing to find entertainment by. And then when you go through, when you read through the comments, it's just people tearing down the people in the videos. You know, I'm reading a comment that somebody says, it's the girl convincing herself that she's thick, LMAO. Or people make racist remarks in the form of jokes, like, it's not funny for you to say that just because someone's Asian, that he's Jackie Chan. Like, that's just not funny. That's racist. It's it's very uncomfortable to watch. It's not something fun. And, and I think that it's more of a reflection thing on us as viewers, why we sit, watch this, get entertained by it, and think that it's something we should be keep coming back to, keep enjoying. Like, it's sad. It's demoralizing. And it, it's cringy. Or then you hear comments like, take one for the team. How disrespectful is it for you to say that this girl is somehow, you know, not, doesn't fall into what you would ideally think is beautiful. And so instead of, I don't know, being respectful, hmm, I'm just going to have sex with you for the fun of it. I'm going to do it for the team. I want to throw up in my mouth, guys. I'm sick. I'm sick listening to this. I know it's research, but I might have to stop. I just kind of want to go on to say that smashes and passes, smash and pass, smash or pass, whatever you want to call it, are dumb. They are dumb and dehumanizing and demoralizing and more people should honestly not do them, watch them, like continue to be entertained by it because it's stupid. It is actually stupid for you to get up on screen and do this to form your like fake preferences and prejudice really under the guise of it's my preference. It is one of those things where you're watching this show where people are like claiming it's preference and we're so used to like convincing ourselves that our racial prejudice or internalized fat phobia or transphobia or all these misogyny, all this stuff we've internalized, or like we we benefit in the system. We've somehow convinced ourselves that it's not that and that it's simply a preference. It's weird for you to be a grown man who thinks that childlike behavior and features on women is okay. That whole, um, you know, what was that TikTok? It was like, potatoes <laughs> potato uh, you know that one please i hope somebody remember it but 
so many people were like, oh my gosh, if you're my girl, don't send me nudes. And like, obviously there's like different, when it comes to nudes, that's a different conversation. But like, don't send me nudes, send me this video of you acting like a child. That's weird. That's that's weird. <laughs> Do you hear yourself? You said that you would rather watch a grown person infantilize themselves, act like a child, and that somehow turns you on? I don't know. It's just a conversation maybe you should think about with yourself. I, I mean, it's weird. I want someone who's submissive, who listens to me, who does whatever I say, who doesn't have an opinion. That's, that's, that sounds like a child. <laughs> that, they do whatever I say. <laughs> you, I'm just dominant. I'm an alpha man. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're actually not. You, society somehow they convinced you of that. They thrown those words out and you clawed yourself onto it. You strapped it. It's bondage. Let yourself go. Release the shackles of thinking that you're somehow an alpha man, that you're just super dominant, um, when all you want to do is beat up women and tell people what to do. You guys don't want relationships. You just want warm bodies. Is is that not clicking? Are we not understanding that? I, I just want us to know. So as for me and mine, I'm going to say no to the smasher pass. In fact, I will hella pass the whole thing because I could never, I could never, I could never. And I would hope other people wouldn't think that it is the right idea for them to get themselves on these. It's disgusting. Is one of those things that help promote colorist, racist, whatever ism type thing for the most part. And often when people go against the norm, it's sort of the I'll take one for the team or they're like this huge outlier. And often their comments are ones of fetishization of that group of people or person. And I think that the whole concept itself is something that should just be stopped. I really do. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of it, guys. Like that. That's it. I think that it should be stopped. I think that we should want better for ourselves than to get up on screen and let people choose whether or not that they want to have an intimate relationship with you. Actually, it's not even an intimate relationship. Whether they just want to have sex with you. Like they said, smash or pass. They didn't say smash, take you out for a dinner and like, let's eat. <laughs> and I know some of you guys are going to be like, oh, well, I don't want to go do the awesome stuff. And it's like, guys, we're all, for the most part, at least when you're talking to people in your age group, and I, I see some of you out there living your best life. So we're not talking about you. But for the majority of you, we know what you're making at your part-time minimum wage job. We know what you're making at your part-time minimum wage job. It's not a gold digger situation, <laughs> okay? You're not making bank. You don't have to worry about it. You don't. There are some people out there who maybe, yeah, yeah, you might need to worry about gold diggers. But if you're working a part-time middle uh, minimum wage job and, like, the girl knows where you go to school, where you work, and, like, where you live... Babes, don't worry about gold diggers. Don't, don't, because she's very aware of your pocket and it's not fat. <laughs> it's okay. Like, it's okay. Cause like, no one's expecting that. In fact, like, unless you're like a scammer or something and like, shout out to you, you, you go on your grind by yourself. But like, unless you're like a scammer or something, no one is expecting somebody in their early twenties to making six figures. 
No one's expecting it. So this whole concept that you got stuck in your head that like women are out here for your money. What money? No, like what money? <laughs> what money? Like you're struggling to buy the junior chicken. I promise you she's not with you for your money. It must be the face. Like Doja said, it must be the face. She's with you maybe because of your personality or something. It's not the money. Don't, don't be claiming the gold diggers anymore. But all I'm just saying is like, you're here arguing about gold diggers, but you're not in their tax bracket. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> worry about you and yours. Well, that was this week's podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening to me uh, ramble on and talk about whatever. But I hope that you enjoyed and that you'll tune in for next time. Bye.